It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everybody, to Quick Hits from the Brett Boone Podcast. I'm Rich Rowe, along with Brett Boone, as we recap what we've seen in the first couple games, the American League Championship Series and the National League Championship Series. So, Booney, let's get right to it. ALCS, uh, you had a great interview with Bruce Bochy over the weekend talking about coming back to baseball, getting back into the game. And he said, you know, I thought this team was going to be pretty good when Chris Young talked about it. But right now the Rangers undefeated in the postseason, and they've got the world champions on the ropes up 2 nothing. What's been the key so far for the Texas Rangers? It's unbelievable, Rich, the way they've turned it around since the way they finished the season, losing uh, not only losing three out of four to the Seattle Mariners, but the last game of the season, 162. uh, They lost that game to lose the division, and Houston kind of snuck in the back door. Uh, And I talked to Boach about it, and I said, Boach, how would you feel where you could go home, sleep in your bed tonight, have home field advantage, not have to play the first round, or get on a plane and go play Tampa Bay? And he said, Booney, man, (laughs) after that win, I was so mad at my guys. Only The the way only Bruce Boachy can phrase it and get away with it. Uh, But they took care of business and went to Tampa Bay, took care of them. Uh, They find themselves, like you said, undefeated in the postseason, winning the first two games against Houston. I think it's far from over, though. It's far from over, but what a good start that they had. The whole series, the Dusty versus Bochi, Max Scherzer's back on the on the roster. John Gray's back on the roster, who they've been missing for a while. And who did they hand the ball to the first game is Montgomery. He trusted him that much. With all the success Evaldi's had, Montgomery's been that silent guy over there at the trade deadline, The kind of the second piece that's really done a great job. He, he pitched great last night. Um, okay, so let me let's talk about took care, took care of business. Took, let's talk about Montgomery for a little bit. Um, comes over to yeah. trade for the St. Louis Cardinals, had been with the Yankees before that. Why is he locked in? What is it about what he's doing right now? Is there anything different, or is it just he's at the right place and the right time and he's locked in for this team? Yeah, I mean, he went to the Yankees traded him to the St. Louis Cardinals. There wasn't bad blood, but at the same time, Montgomery, I don't think was happy. He didn't feel appreciated in New York, went to St. Louis, did a great job for St. Louis. St. Louis, obviously this year, they had a, they had a rough year and, and he was expendable at the trade deadline. He was, he was a uh, Pete that uh, he was a piece that was sought after. Well, and remember, he wasn't the one that everybody was talking about. They were talking about it Scherzer was Mac- at the trade. Deadline. Right. It was Scherzer. It was Scherzer. And the one thing about this Texas Rangers team out of the 12 teams that made the playoffs, this Texas Ranger team, their weak link 
is their bullpen. They were 11th in the American League this year, bullpen-wise. Bochi, I think, has done a great job piecing together. But their starting rotation's been so deep with Evalde, Montgomery, uh, Haney, and Dunning have, have filled that third spot. And what I want to get to about this series, it's so important. Yes, Texas is up 2-0. to zero, But you're in a seven-game set. You know, a lot of the front runners, a lot of the best teams in baseball, the Atlanta Braves of the world, the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the 100-and-win Baltimore Orioles, all eliminated. Top five teams had the f- top five best years were eliminated early. The three-game series, the five-game series, I find that you just got to get hot at the right time. Usually when you get into these seven-game series, the best team comes out of there. I was talking to Albert Bell, a buddy of mine the other day. He said, Booney, I'd like to see – Two rounds of the playoffs to get to the World Series and both be seven-game series. I think that's a great idea because you truly get, usually, the better team in a seven-game series. That three-game series, tough. It's a Even the shoot. five can be tough. A couple rough games. Okay, yeah, let's talk but about the seven-game series is where it's at. Let's talk about Leclerc at the back end of the bullpen for the Texas Rangers. You talked about the Rangers. We wondered about their bullpen. He's appeared in every postseason win. All seven wins, I think, for the Rangers – Leclerc has been there to shut it down, picks up his third save today. Give me your thoughts on him because he's he's right now, the way he's pitching, and I don't want to jinx him, but he's shortening this to an eight-inning game because he's been lights out. He really is. And in game one, the Montgomery game, where they won two to nothing, uh, he came in, closed <coughs> out that game. Tonight in the Evaldi game, Evaldi uh, <clears throat> goes, I think he went five. To, no, he, he went six innings tonight, gave up right. two. They handed the ball to LeClerc, and they asked him to give him a four-out save. That's tough after back-to-back, coming off a save situation. Now he had to get a four-out save. He got the job done. Chapman came in in the eighth, which Bochy's been using him, and that is a little scary for me. It's like, which Chapman are you going to get? Is it going to be that lights-out, nine-pitch strikeout Chapman or a three-spot? Tonight he gave up another home run to Alvarez. Not a big deal. He's only got five already. One of the greatest hitters in the game. Uh, but LeClerc, I think that's a good point. LeClerc has really sharpened up that bullpen at the end. He's showing that you can rely on him. Texas is up 2 nothing. Like I said, do not quit on this Houston Astro team. They're too battle-ridden. That core group has been together for so long, and you can't sleep on them 2-0. I'm sure Bruce Bochy right now is pretty happy the position position he's in but at the same time he knows how good this Houston ball club is and he's not gonna he's not gonna roll over now and just mail it in they're they're gonna have a a fight on their hands the next the next three so let's go back to game two one of the biggest moments is that the the Astros have the bases loaded Jose Altuve up that's the guy you want you want you you want your guy out there Altuve who's been involved in all the success going up against Evaldi and Evaldi gets him and gets out of that inning how much does that how much does that pick up the Texas Rangers? And how much is that deflating for the Houston Astros that that tipping point went to the Rangers? Well, it wasn't just Altuve. He struck out Maldonado with the base. Those bases loaded nobody out in a two-run right. game. Uh, he strikes out um, Maldonado. He strikes out Altuve. He gets Bregman to ground out. That is a huge tide turner right there. Uh, and Ivaldi's been that guy for them. You know, he, he spent some time on the IL down the stretch. He's back. He's pitched great ever since. Tonight was probably the worst he's pitched, and he still gave him six strong. So uh, 
I can't say enough about it. This team is just clicking. They've won seven in a row. It's not too often you limp into the postseason the way they did and then play this well this far into the postseason. They they look like they're going to be tough to beat, but like I said, Houston, they're, they're the world champions for a reason, and don't sleep on them at this point. Well, and one of the players afterwards I saw in a postgame interview just talked about Boach just gives you that anchor with his presence and his demeanor, and you really saw this um, in, in during the playoffs, that, that he's given them that. On the flip side of this, if I'm the Houston Astros, am I feeling frustrated? Am I feeling close? You lose the first game. If Verlander didn't pitch bad, he just didn't get any run support. Tonight, he, um, he only gave up two. He, gave, he only he, gave up two. Verlander pitched, he pitched a great game. Now, Valdez, different story. He's had a rough year this year. Uh, he gave up four in the first inning. Uh, Self-inflicted, actually. He had a ground ball back to him, threw it down the right field line, looked like he was frustrated, ends up being a four-run first inning. That's tough to do. When you got a team as hot as the Texas Rangers and you give them four in the first, that's a big hole you dig early. Usually you don't dig out of that. Okay, so have you been in a situation like that where – it's just, it's an error. It's a ball that hits a pebble, hits the lip of the grass, goes the other way, and all of a sudden you find yourself in quicksand. Without a doubt. And I think What's that like? that's been, <clears throat> especially when you're down 1-0 and you know how hot the team is you're playing, not only how hot they are, but how good they are, and especially offensively how good they are. Uh, it's deflating. It's tough to come back from that. Um and he made Valdez this year, a year ago, 2022, he was a borderline Cy Young Award winner. He was in that conversation. This year has been different. And I listened to John Smoltz tonight on the telecast. He made a really interesting point because they asked him, and I always listen to John for his his uh, evaluation on the pitcher side of things. I really I, I really like the way he explained it. And he said he's a he's a sinker cutter guy but sinker is his pitch it's his go-to pitch it has been it's the reason he is the the valdez that we talk about but he said he's got a little uh too comfortable with throwing that cutter and he said it's taken away from how great his sinker is and and that's been his forte the left-handed power sinker usually you you, you hear that from a right-hander right-handers usually have that power sinker not usually the left-hander but valdez has almost a right-handed version of that left-handed and smoltz's his point was he's throwing the cutter more than he should and he needs to get back to that two seamer which got him to where he is today how interesting is it and and you can't write this stuff so we're going back to Texas. Texas has only played one home game all postseason. Right. And they have Max Scherzer, who, they, who they've worked so hard to get him back on the mound. He has an opportunity to make a 3-0 and really put this thing away. But the baseball gods are so cruel. You just know that Scherzer sitting out there and, and that we're going to see something we don't anticipate in this game three. Give me your thoughts as they head to Texas. Well, I'll tell you what, if I'm Bochi and I got Max Scherzer going for game three, I feel pretty good. On the other side, you got Javier to counter him. Last time out, Javier threw seven shutout innings. He's kind of been, uh, not if not their best, definitely their second best. Um, so so they've got, you know, Texas offense tomorrow, or not tomorrow, I'm sorry, day after tomorrow, is going to have their work cut out for him with Javier. But it's going to be a great matchup. I think all eyes are going to be on Max. And, hey, is it? But But we don't know. You know, he, he missed the remainder of the season and was on the IL. He missed the first two rounds of the playoffs. We talked about him in the in the 
the second series Texas played, he was like a caged animal walking up and down that dugout. Um, and, and knowing Max, he's going to do anything he can to be out there. But is he the Max Scherzer we're used to seeing? And how if long not, will I, he go? Exactly. Uh, it, I'm sure he's got that worked out with Bochi. But that always changes with a guy like Max mid-game uh, when, when they've agreed to their pitch limit. If he's pitching well and Bochi comes out, there's probably going to be a conversation like, Bochi, I know we agreed to 60 pitches, but I got this. I got the rest of this inning. It's going to be an interesting uh, thing to watch. Okay, so what's your approach if you're the Houston Astros knowing he's coming off the disabled list first, or excuse me, the injured list, um, first time that he's come off that, first time he's going to throw in this postseason, What's your approach at the Astros? Do you make him throw you strikes or do you get aggressive? Well, I, I think these Astros are, are they're one of the most astute hitting teams I've seen. They really think the game. Uh, they talk throughout the lineup. They talk tendencies. They talk pitches that they eliminate pitches is what they do. I, I was watching the game last night and uh, Chapman comes into the game right away. It's obvious he can't find location with his fastball. So he throws a breaking ball, 1-1 to Bregman. In a big situation, Altuve on first ends up getting doubled off because he didn't touch the bag coming back. And I was thinking to myself, I know the type of hitter Bregman is. He's realized within three pitches, Chapman doesn't have a feel for his fastball. What the Houston Astros do and their hitters, because they are next-level hitters, next-level thinkers, he's sitting on the breaking ball. I knew he was. Chapman throws him the breaking ball. He just misses it. Uh Evan makes a great play in left field, doubles off Altuve because he just forgot to touch the bag coming back. That was a huge opportunity. Got him out of that situation, which could have been a lot worse. The key tomorrow is, like I said in the opening with this Texas Rangers ball club, their weak link is what? Their bullpen. Max Scherzer's probably going to be on a pitch limit. Get into that bullpen as quick as we can. Work as many counts as we can. But if Max is throwing strikes, you can't work counts when he's hitting corners. So... It's going to be interesting. Getting into the bullpen is the Houston Astros' best opportunity to win a game. Go back to the Altuve play at second base. What happens right there? I, you you just... saw the look on his face. They put the camera right out right there without seeing the replay. I said, he knows he missed the base. Uh, the replay obviously showed he was so close to second base. I think he, he, he played it perfect. He went just around the base, which is where, what we're taught to do in that situation, read the play, and then had plenty of time to get back to first. When you're that close to second base, if he would have rounded the base by four steps, absolutely he would come back, it. retrace his steps. But he's so close, and, and you're kind of almost straddling the bag in the heat of the moment. It's almost like your brain tells you, did I touch the base? I must have touched it. I was straddling it. I, uh, I'm on my way back first. It doesn't matter what I think now. I got to get back to first base. I think when the camera panned on him right after that, he knew he had made that mistake. But it's something as as players that have played a long time, we've all been in that predicament, and, and it's just a mistake, costly at the time, but it happens to everybody. How many times does that happen to you in your career? Ah, uh, probably once. Probably yeah. you, you don't get into that too often because you're not usually straddling the bag. You're usually close to the bag or you're a couple steps beyond. When you're right in that no man's land, I touched the bag. Did I did I retouch it? I don't know. I was so close. I was I was kind of doing the two foot two step, you know, the two step out there. You, you kind of forget by the time you're back to get back to first base, it doesn't matter. You can't go back and retouch after you forgot there's not enough time. So you're <laughs> in no man's land. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been to that position? I think it, it, I think it happened it one time, and ironically, it happened to me in Texas. In, in I believe, 2000, 2002, we were in a pennant race. The, it was the last three weeks of the season. We were in a dog race with with the uh, Oakland Hayes and the, and the 
Anaheim Angels at the time. And I made a crucial basing, base running error. And I think it was a re-step of, of the bag. And I remember I had the same feeling that Altuve had the look on his face like, I think I didn't retouch and I hope they don't figure it out. They didn't have replay back then, right? but I think they caught it anyway because the umpire was right there on top of the play. And I had no argument because I knew it. Okay, let's jump over to the nationally happy birthday, Bryce Harper. And by the way, he goes deep again because that's what he does in wow. October. Diamondbacks, uh, Phillies uh, going today. Phillies jump all over the Diamondbacks once again. Uh, Schwarber and Harper uh, with first inning home runs, and, and they outlast the Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona had an opportunity but just couldn't get that one extra hit. Give me your thoughts. When I look at this Phillies team, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Texas Rangers are hot. They're seven straight. But as far as electricity and just an atmosphere surrounding a ball club, I don't see anything that rivals the Philadelphia Phillies right now. That city is absolutely on fire. But Bryce Harper looks like he's possessed. He's on every pitch. He's as locked in as he possibly could be. He goes deep in the first inning tonight. Uh, Schwarber, which Schwarber hit 196 this year, one night, whatever he hit, he hit 46, 47 homers. But my, my son was telling me, he said, dad, yep. They're just looking for Schwarber every fourth day to lead off with a home run. Well, he did that tonight. Harper followed. Uh, I look at that offense. There's some great offenses in this postseason. I mentioned Houston Astros, probably the most astute professional hitters, professional lineup out of the bunch. Texas was the number one offense all year in the American League. But I'm watching these Phillies right now on the offensive side, and they're flat out scary. You got Schwarber, who's always a threat in the leadoff hole. Trey Turner, who has just turned it on ever since that standing ovation in Philadelphia. Bryce Harper, like I said, he looks like he's possessed. I don't want to face Bryce Harper right now. He's so hot. He's so on everything. Castellano hit his fifth, fifth home run tonight uh, in the postseason. There's just nowhere to hide for a pitcher now facing that Phillies lineup. Wheeler gave him a great outing tonight, six. He gave up two runs. Uh, you got Nola on the mound tomorrow. Gallon wasn't just up to it. He, Gallon had a – we were talking about him in the Cy Young race at the All-Star break. He kind of had a tough second half. He's had an okay postseason, but he gave up five and five uh, five innings tonight. Uh, I, I don't know. This this team's going to be tough. You got Nola tomorrow. And then the sneaky guy that nobody talks about, but I've been watching him for years now, especially in the postseason. This Suarez kid that's going to be pitching game three. He's really good. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the notoriety of a Verlander, of a Max Scherzer, of an Evalde, of a Wheeler. But he just sits quietly in that three hole. And I'm telling you, that guy's really good. I think the Phillies are just too deep. They're on a mission right now. It's going to be really tough for this Arizona team to beat this team in a seven game series. Believe me, I'm watching this, Rich. We've been talking about it since the opening of the playoffs. And it just proved to me, as much as I think I know, I'm wrong just as much as the next guy. So I'm going to say this I don't see right now. This current Philly team, I don't see them being beat. It, it's just something about them. They've got an aura about them. They've got a way about them. They got that it factor. We get if they get to the World Series and get past Arizona, that uh, that may be different. You don't have that aura forever. It comes in streaks. But right now, I wouldn't want to be playing the Philadelphia Phillies right now. It's going to be really tough for Arizona. The good thing for Arizona is they've got Kelly on the mound tonight. Last time out, he gave him seven scoreless. He's going to give them a chance, but it's going to be really an uphill uphill battle for this Arizona Diamondbacks team against this Philadelphia Phillies team. 
All right, that's our look at the first couple games, the ALCS and the NLCS. I'm Rich Rare. That's Brett Boone coming up later this week on the podcast. Uh, Kevin Millar will visit. Kevin Millar will get his take on get his take on Thursday on on what he sees of these playoffs. See if he can break it down like us. People get sick of me breaking it down, Rich. I love doing it, but uh, we'll see Kevin on Thursday. All right, so that's going to do it for quick hits with Brett Boone, Rich Rare, Brett Boone. Thanks for joining us, everybody.